If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. This episode is brought to you by Major Spoilers VIP members. VIP stands for very important people, and their small monthly contributions ensure that this podcast remains free for all of you. If you would like to become a bronze, silver, or gold VIP member, go to members.majorspoilers.com for more information. I sure do thank you for your support. Now, here's your show. Welcome to Dueling Reviews, a show where two guys sit down with one comic and we go into it in detail. This week, we are taking a look at another time travel stories, Pastaways, from uh, Matt Kent, art by Scott Collins, published by Dark Horse Publishing, Dark Horse Comics, Dark Horse Entertainment, Dark Horse Comics, I think is what we'll call them today. Issue number one. (laughs) Yes. And what a weird place. Here's the problem. Okay. Right. So you were told basically on the uh, inside for, or the front cover who all these people are. You right. Know, bipolar weapons specialist thinks the leader is a jerk. Team leader believes math and science have an answer for everything. Also believes everyone loves him. Blah, 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 blah. Right. When you read the inside front cover, it tells you uh, an unknown error sends these people back in the past further than what they thought. They crash land in the 21st century. And now one year has passed. Okay. Which to me this is, is all before issue one even gets started. Yeah. Before issue one uh, gets started, all these things have happened. That is like six issues worth of stuff. Yes. Has, has happened in the, the cover. Uh, yes. Uh, the inside front cover. You have to read that part. Not everybody reads the credit section. The thing is, and I don't know, I don't know the mindset of this, but uh, dark horse presents volume three, number six mm-hmm. has the, um, the pro the prologue or the what uh, yeah yeah the prologue of this story where it actually shows them crashing into earth getting out of their ship realizing that oh my gosh we've gone farther back in time than we thought uh we're in the 21st century here's this thing called a jeep uh and it's a really short like four page well let's see four or five page maybe it's a little bit more than that Eh, it's okay it's about six pages Six pages of, of prologue, which they could have easily doubled up some extra pages on this mm-hmm. and put it in this first issue because not everyone's going to track down Dark Horse Presents Volume 3, Number 6 right? and spend five well, I, bucks just to get I the, think the expectation is that if you bought this, you will buy that and or vice versa. Well, yeah, I mean, I understand the theory is, you know, Dark Horse Presents is a great way to it's an anthology series that gets people's kind of introduced to upcoming series or projects or potential projects that could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but because it's an anthology series, you're not always going to pick up the issues and read them. And this one was a, you know, basically a um, one shot. You know, it's just six pages and then it says to be continued past ways number one. And I was thinking, oh, this is going to be great. We get to see what happens next. We got to see how they're dealing with primitive technology. Right. 
And then we're bounced a year into the future, and they didn't pull all that stuff off the their ship like they thought they did. Now, maybe they went back and uh, scavenged for parts, but to have all of the advanced technology that is being shown off in this piece, unless they built it themselves, which right. is a possibility. I mean, they're all scientists. Um, Some of the one year later stuff seems a little bit improbable. And it all seems... God, what is the word that I'm looking for? Very cynical and kind of angry and flippant. And I mean, the first thing that we see in this issue for story purposes is a man being dissolved by yeah, the, by something from the future yeah, by being peed on by this space flame dragon. Yeah. And then we, you know, we cut into the whole thing. And again, the front cover summaries are very helpful mm-hmm. because I know that, you know, the team leader is Guy Fieri yeah. and that the rest of these people, we have an idea of who it is. But it also does that thing that I find so frustrating that it tells us what the character's thing is. Uh, uh, for people who don't listen to all of our podcasts, we are playing a, a game on our Critical Hit podcast where you choose kind of an aspect and a thing and something that defines you. And the cover kind of gives you that. It makes you feel these are these, you know, these five, six characters, and each one of them has their public aspect and then what they're really like. But once we get started, it just feels like everybody is kind of a bastard-coated bastard with a candy bastard filling. And, you know, the the girl who wants to die spends the whole issue trying to die, which I... They, they can't die there. They're invulnerable. They're from the future. Yeah. But I don't know. I just I just thought it was an odd way to start a story, kind of dropping you in the middle of something that you don't know what happened before. And I guess part of the appeal is that, yes, um, the team getting back together, you don't know what their major malfunction was that caused them to split up like this. Right. can be part of the appeal of, well, let's find out more about these characters. Let's find out what their problems are. It's mm-hmm. clear that they're all dysfunctional when we meet them. How are they going to come together and get themselves back to the future? Toads, your kids, Marty. So, they I mean, really that, are all ass. That is the, I mean, that's the big appeal is how are they all going to work together and get back to the to the future while they're starting to um, interact and fight against these things that are future technologies that are coming back to the past that right. I mean, that's the that's the real appeal of the story. And I think that there is an appeal there. But man, if this is your first introduction to Pastaways, which, you know, say for six, six pages before uh, it's it's that way for me. It's really confusing, I think, for the for people just stepping yeah. in. It is. It's 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 trippy and it's weird and it's a little off putting. Uh, visually, it's pretty appealing, especially mm-hmm. the point where, you know, their their ship is clearly a giant version of a quadcopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of the character designs are awesome. And, of course, when they get into their armor to start uh, taking down the uh, acid urine creature, the mm-hmm. Quetzalcoatl from the future, that's some awesome looking stuff. Collins yeah, yeah. is kicking butt on the art. Yeah. But I, I haven't read a lot of stuff that Matt Kent does, and I don't know if this is like you know, the Matt Kent version of Warren Ellis making fun of superheroes or Garth Ennis having everybody get drunk. I don't think and, I don't think that that's and lionizing it. cowboys. I, I, I don't know if that's what it is, but this is really, really. The word that I used was trippy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have I have or Brian uh, Dennett 
has a bunch of the original pages from Kent's uh, first work, Pistol Whip. And I've either got Xerox of those original pieces or something. I, Brian got it to me like years ago. And it was somebody that he knew. Uh, so I don't know if it was through a friend of a friend that he got all this stuff. But, uh, yeah, Matt Kinn has been around since 2001 with his yeah. first graphic novel, Pistol Whip. And then he, I think he won a uh, – let's see. Was he nominated? Yeah, he was nominated for a Harvey Award on that. Um, but it's like Pistol Whip, Super Spy, then uh, Amazing Ventures of the Escapist. The Escape is Dark presents. Horse Presents, Reset, Mind Management, which Reset. is ongoing. He did Sweet Mind Tooth Figment. with Jeff Lemire. Uh, My Greatest Adventure, Minute War, Frankenstein, Agent of Shade, Issues 10 through 16, and then a bunch of other, other stuff here and there. Mm-hmm. It, His name pops up quite a bit. Yeah, and it's one of those names that I keep seeing, but... I never really attach to an aesthetic mm-hmm. that I can say, this is what a Matt Kent book is like. Mm-hmm. You know, I can tell you what a Matt Fraction book is like. Right. I can tell you what a Brian Bendis book is like. Right. And I don't know if it's just Kent being unpredictable or if this is something new and out of their wheelhouse. I, I feel like, uh, not long ago, actually, I read a book called uh, Surface. Mm-hmm. And Surface is one of those 20 minutes into the future books where we're talking about the, the nature of today's reality and how everybody's focused on, you know, the, the social media and how things look and the blah, blah, blah. And your Kim Kardashian, you know, all yeah. of the talking points of your of your average stand up comedian. And I feel like this may be trying to undermine that or it may be trying to say that. Mm-hmm. Because we start with, you know, the douche who wants to take his selfie who gets killed. Right, right, right. And then we find the people from the future who are on the cover, kick-ass adventurer types. Yeah. But when we actually get into the story, they're kind of falling apart at the seams, which mm-hmm. it reminds me a little bit of um, Jeff Loeb's Challengers of the Unknown from 1990. Kind of a little bit. And that's and that's the thing is if you don't know that they were – and again, if you don't read that little stuff in there, you right. don't know that – I guess they were only supposed to go back like a thousand years or something, but they ended up going back like a million years into the past. Right. The primitive 21st century. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a million point two, which is a long time. Yeah, it is. I, I will say this. It's fascinating that these people a million point two years from now – are just a bunch of dudes and that their leader is still, you know, the big blonde white guy. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he looks like Guy Fieri, which makes me laugh. Yeah. Every time I see him, I'm just like diners, drive-ins and dives. Well, but they've got some diversity on the, on the team. Oh yeah. And you know, that was, that was a cheap shot, but it was, it had yeah, to yeah, be. Yeah. yeah. Well, had, and the fact that they can understand everything that's being said, that they right. uh, still look like humans and have they, not uh, evolved act- into something else. Right, they pretty much act like humans. Mm-hmm. You know, when we first meet the team leader guy, and I don't know anybody's name. I think yeah, Marge yeah. Is, is the big lady. Yeah, Marge is the is the big person. Right, and then there's Ursula, uh, Guy Fieri. We first I think meet it's him sitting Phil. on the point. Phil, I think, is his name. It's hard to tell. Phil or um, Lou. Yeah, Ted. Arthur. Phil or Arthur. One of those two. Phil. Arthur. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. So, you know, from a story perspective, I mean, there's some lot of interesting stuff in it. Uh, I think the the biggest hassle, though, is we don't know anything about this. We don't know how they ended up. Where did they get all their money to build these crazy deep sea 
undersea uh, silo base thing? Where do they get their money to just go out and buy a mansion in the Los Angeles Hills? Mm-hmm. You just don't go out and, and, you know, pick up a few spare parts and buy maybe, a $70 million mansion on a hill. Maybe they use their future technology to reverse engineer things and, like, patent, I don't know. Well, like, and I mean, that that's fine, stuff. but it's – I, I kind of would like – I mean, there's that one-year gap that we don't know what's going on mm-hmm. between the prelude or the prologue and, and this. And it's um, it's confusing to me. I, d- I don't know. I mean, if you're into time travel, there's not really time travel here unless it's those one of those things where it's uh, travelers trapped in the past and trying to find their way to the future. But it is very much challengers of the unknown is the way it felt yeah. like, especially whenever I read the uh, the Dark Horse Presents piece. I felt, oh, this is kind of like challengers of the unknown, kind of like yeah. last week's book felt a little bit uh, challengery or uh, time tunnel-y. Um, this one, I don't know. I-, I like the fact that more people are starting to do time travel stories. Right. Uh, it seems like. At least once a quarter, we have a time travel series that that kicks off, and I'm fine by that. I like time travel stories. Yeah. This one, I'm not – I mean, this one may be something that you need to read three or four issues before it all starts to click, kind of like a Grant Morrison story where mm-hmm. you know the first issue makes a lot of sense, and then about issue three, you're like, what the heck's going on? And by issue what six, you're what? like, I don't understand. This is so confusing. And then when you hit I issue 12 – I can't feel my legs. Yeah, and then when you hit issue 12, you're like, oh – this all makes perfect sense now. This is a brilliant way to tell a story. But as a standalone issue, I don't think it's I I think yeah. that it's going to be confusing to a lot of people. Um, but if you're a Matt Kent fan, if you're a yeah. Scott Collins fan for the art and the art is very good, uh, I say pick it up. Uh, but that's only if you're if those two qualifiers uh, exist. Otherwise, I would say wait a month or two. Wait until it drops in price over at uh, the Dark Horse uh Digital reader, digital store, and buy it that way. Um, but I, I would not, I, you know, I just can't say pay full price on this. I'm kind of the same way. I mean, visually, it's fascinating, and the breakdown of the whole thing. If you're weird, definitely check this book out. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. You know, take this under account that I am super, super weird. But, but did you like yeah, it or not is, like it? I didn't not like it. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt. You know, it's it's one of those things where I can see the charm to it. When you when you go to a party and you meet the girl who's really pretty, but she's like super into CrossFit and she wants to tell you about her kickboxing class. And you're like, boy, I don't know if I can stand all this kickboxing talk, but you are super pretty. Uh, you know, my brain just can't kind of find of it. And you end up, you know, buying her a beer and talking yeah. to her. I haven't been on a date since 1994. I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, I guess from, you know, from a perspective of some people might listen to this and go, man, you guys are really putting down this book. We're not. I mean, we're just giving you our honest opinions. And uh, I know some people may not agree with our opinions, and that's fine. But these are our honest opinions of this work. And we're not trying to put down anybody. We're just sharing what we think. So uh, do kind of keep that in mind. it's, It's not a negative impression. It's a book that is unique and strange and i think intentionally a little bit off putting Uh, and i think by the time you hit issue three i think it's going to click a lot more i will say this scott's work looks really good here the last thing i remember seeing him on regularly was legion of superheroes a couple Mm. years from dc Mm -hmm. and i did not like the work he was doing on legion i found it to be really weird and scratchy and i don't know if that was the inker 
It may have been the inker. In fact, I think the inker may have been uh, Keith Giffen, which may explain it. <laughs> but this looks really good. This looks weird and futuristic and kind of bizarre. And his use of uh, line in this and the colorist use of especially yeah. reds. Yeah, Bill Crabtree is the colorist yeah. in this. This is a pretty book. This is a really pretty mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just um, it doesn't say anywhere on the Dark Horse website whether this is an ongoing or whether this is a six issue run. Um, yeah, just it doesn't say anything like that. I I have a feeling that this is going to be six issues or maybe twelve, but it's not going to be much more than that. Yeah, I'd say a five or a six. And if it is a six, I'm definitely interested. I think as a six, it might be just an excellent nice closed arc mm-hmm. to give us, you know, a, some idea and some closure. And that might also give us an explanation of if they wanted to do a prequel or if they wanted to throw things in between, yeah. you've got that year of time that we really don't see. We don't see the team break oh, up. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, they've, they've got other stories that they can visit. Sure. Yeah. Yep. I, that's, that's the good thing. Uh, and they've got a whole bunch of stories that they can tell in that year. Uh, you could have, you know, a dozen stories or more, of what happened during that year. I, I guess I'm, you know, I love time travel stories. I guess I'm, I'm somewhat saddened because this was not as good as the Mark Miller, um, chrononauts that we read last week. Chrononauts was very good. And you remember how I said that this should be a live action series, uh, already universal picked it up. I think it's universal picked it up to do a, a movie adaptation of it. Like the day after we recorded, uh, they Universal announced. I'm, I'm sure Universal they did. is probably listening right now. I, I'm sure. Hello, Universal. Uh, please don't do ET number two. ET phone home. ET have three way call and come back. <laughs> All right. So that is uh, Passed Aways from Dark Horse Passed Comics. Away. Um, we'll, I will definitely check out issue two. I just want to see where it goes. Um, yeah, I, I'm the same way. I, I want to see issue two. I don't know necessarily that I am hopping up and down, but I do want to know where this goes. And it, it, again, this is not a negative. This may be a slow burn comic. Well, it, it's not a negative review. It's, it's kind of a, I don't know what to make of it right now. I'm still kind of parsing it out and mm-hmm. for whatever, you know, whatever that's worth. That may be a great thing. A lot of my favorite comics hit me that way. Yeah, Dark Horse sent us the uh, Dark Horse Presents, so you might want to go and look in your email, see if you still have nice. access to that, and read oh, that sure. uh, read that prologue. Uh, next week from Dark Horse Comics, April 1st next week, Ooh, Angel and Faith, season 10, number 13. Oh, well, then I'll make sure that we're recording on that night. Well, it's not like I'm doing anything on a Wednesday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> hey, pa- honey, let's go out to the bowling alley. Is that what you guys do? Oh. But what am I going to do on a Wednesday afternoon? We both work at 8 a.m. Thursday. Oh, well, there you go. You, can, you know, have a little uh, husband-wife time, a little weekend fooling around the- time. Uh, Hellboy and the BPRD number 5, 1952, comes out next week. Later, Lady Killer number 4. Lone Wolf and Cub Omnibus Trade Paperback Volume 8. That's only a 1999 book. Rat God number 3. Robert E. Howard's Savage Sword of Conan number 10. Maybe it's just called Savage Sword, number 10, seven ninety nine there. Uh, and then there's something called Witcher Fox Children, number one. Witcher yeah, Fox. you know. The Witcher Fox? No, it's, it's uh, you know, you're over there and you're Witcher Fox Children. Okay. And some days you're not Witcher Fox Children, you see. <laughs> 
Uh, DC Comics next week kicks off Convergence. Convergence Month is here, and so uh, we've got a bunch of things wrapping up. We've got Arkham Manor in-game number one, uh, Batman Eternal number 52, Batman Superman Annual, Convergence number zero. That's a $4.99 book. Wow. Uh, Deathstroke number three gets a second printing. Earth Two Worlds in number 26, note price, $3.99 there. Flash Season Zero number seven. That's a uh, reprint of the digital comic that you can buy weekly for 99 cents. Gotham Academy in-game, number one. Harley Quinn, number 16. Uh, Looney Tunes, number 224. I don't think that that will tie into Convergence, but it would be awesome if it did. Wouldn't it? New 52 Futures in, number 48, weekly. Sinestra Annual, number one. Superman, Wonder Woman, number 17. There is not a whole lot coming out next week. There's maybe a dozen books next coming out next week from DC, and I think they're betting it all on Convergence. We'll, we'll be covering all of Convergence. I don't know. Yeah. Did I already claim Convergence number zero, or, or can we do that next week for... Sure, let's do Convergence number zero. I think it's still open. Yeah, I know I've got all the Convergence one, two, three, and four. I, don't, I didn't yep. know that there was a zero, so we can certainly read that. Neither did I. So If, if you're not familiar, this ultimate version of uh, Brainiac has captured these cities at the moment of their destruction all throughout time in the multiverse and put them under different domes. Something's happened to Brainiac. I guess that's why you had to read the, uh, whatever that in-game series or Future's End series was. Future's End, yeah. Brainiac showed up there and was beaten by a group of heroes led by Superman and He dies. Uh, Brainiac, Brainiac dies and transfers everything into some kind of a clone or something construct of his. Right. And then that thing has all of the memories and ideas and motives but he has his own ideas and he brings down all the glass domes and suddenly all of these different realities all these different timelines end up uh basically fighting with one another sounds a lot like battle world and secret wars coming out from marvel comics next <laughs> month so everything sounds like something <laughs> everything it? sounds like something else yes idw publishing speaking of something else has uh, galaxy quest journey continues number three G.I. Joe Real American Hero 212. Jim and the Holograms number one. Oh, that's the uh, complete five cover holographic foil box set. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, Holograms Jim is number, out this week. Yeah, it came out uh, yesterday. In fact, I'm, I've, I've been desperately attempting to work on a review this. Max Maximize number 17. Millennium number three. Shadow Show number five. Robert Heinlein Citizen of the Galaxy number two. I didn't read the first one. I might want to go check that out. X-Files season 10, number 22. I want to, I want to wonder if we'll see a boost in sales now that the uh, six issue or six episode series has been announced by Fox. Oh, I suppose anything's possible. Bitch Planet number two and three both get uh, second printings next week from Image Comics. Black Science number 13. Dead at 17. Blasphemy Throne at number seven. It was a blasphemy. Um, Dying <laughs> in the Dead number two. Uh, Ego's number seven. Yeah, I wish I didn't. God Hates Astronauts number seven. Uh, the Ixth Generation. I don't need that stuff. I live in Topeka. Ninth, the Ninth Generation. No Mercy God number one. God Hates Astronauts. Tales from the Con year two. Tech Jacket number nine. Marvel Comics has Amazing Spider-Man number 17. Also not a big month for a big week for Marvel. Uh, they've got about two dozen books that are not uh, trade paperbacks. Amazing Spider-Man number 17. No, it's not a fifth week. It's a first week. I was going to say, it's the first of them. <laughs> Avengers Ultron Forever. Oh, yeah, there's a bunch of Avengers books coming out. Avengers Millennium number one. Avengers Rage of Ultron, original graphic novel hardcover. That's a twenty four ninety nine book. Uh, Darth Vader number one and two. George Romero's Empire of the Dead, Act 3, number one of five. 
Guardians of the Galaxy Best Story Ever number one. Oh, they really, that's the title of the book. They're really, uh, better hope that the title doesn't lie. Why? What's the worst that can happen? Well, then it's not the best story ever, and the title's lying. And? Iron Fist, The Living Weapon, number 11. Uh, Kanan, The Last Padawan, number one. That's from the uh, Star Wars Rebels series. Nice. Return of the Living, Deadpool, number three. Rocket Raccoon, number 10. Spider-Gwen, number one. Rodriguez, second printing variant. And Spider-Gwen, number three. That's a three ninety nine book. Spider-Gwen, cat. Then there is the fourth printing of Star Wars, number one. That thing sold a million copies in its initial run to the direct uh-huh. market. So if it's already in its fourth printing, wow, that's a, that's a lot. It'll be interesting to see if, like, the second and third printings of Star Wars, number one, uh, have a big impact place in the top 50 of, uh, of the, let's see, March sales. That'd be interesting to check out. We'll have to watch for that. Yeah. Uh, in all of the rest category, Attack on Titan before the fall, original graphic novel number four. Attack on Titan graphic novel volume 15. Uh, let's see. Cluster number three, Dead Man Wonderland graphic novel. Disney's Frozen adaptation number one. Doctor oh, Who, the ninth doctor number one. Sing, oh, I think that's what we're doing next week, isn't it? Or is that what you're reading? Doctor Who, Ninth Doctor, number one. I already reviewed that on the major story. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Last and, week. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. M Theory, uh, trade paperback, comes out. Mm-hmm. Jungle Book, uh, Fall Wild, number four. Jungle, Jungle uh, Book. Halogen, number two. Book. Hoax Hunters, 2015, yeah. number one. Lady Death Apocalypse, number three. Library Wars, Love and War. I don't know what that's about. It's about wars in the library. In the library. Dope. You do. Mercy, Mercy Thompson, number six. Uh, let's see. Palmiotti's and Gray, or Palmiotti, Brandy, or Brady, Big Con Job. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Palmiotti and Bra- Brady's Big Con Job, number two, comes out. Jungle Boogie. Puppet Master number one, Rabbids graphic novel, Rick and Morty number one comes out. That's based on, what is that, Cartoon Network? Yeah, it's based on a show called Rick and Morty. Yes, I know, but I couldn't remember if that was Cartoon Network or who put that out. Cartoon Network. Uh, Space Riders number one. That was, uh, that's from, uh, I think that's Titan Comics. I think we got a review copy of that today. Ooh. Vagabond Viz Big Edition. War Stories number seven. Yeah, people okay. can't hear me just shaking my head going, I don't know what the heck. I don't, I, I, what? Woods number 12, Exo Mana War number 35. And uh, how about we wrap it up with uh, Zo- Zombie Fairy Tale Snow White one shot, three ninety nine. I'm sorry, what? Zombie Fairy Tales Snow White one shot. That's like three different kinds of stuff. <laughs> no, isn't it? <laughs> it's a comic book adaptation of a classic fairy tale about Snow White, but she's stuck in a zombie world. Zombie. The, the man, the uh, the hunt, huntsman that takes her out to the woods to cut her heart out really wants her brains. Dude. Sends her off to run with. Does these, that really happen? It's I don't. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because the uh, wicked queen, to prove that Snow White is dead, tells the huntsman that he has to come back with her heart in a box. And um, the Huntsman, of course, takes her out, can't do it, just really loves her father, uh, has a lot of fond memories of uh, Snow White's mother, and says, just run off into the woods. And what he does is he cuts a boar's heart out 
and presents that to the queen. So that the queen thinks that Snow White's dead. And in the Grim Fairy Tale book, she pulls the, the heart out of the box and just eats it raw right in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty are, grim. Are you sure? Yes. Oh. Yes, I've got I've somehow in my collection of books that have followed me around from uh, one side of this country to the other is a like 1960s version of the complete grim fairy tales that my mom had picked up when she was in college or something. And I found it in the basement when I was like eight in a pile of books that she had down there. And I was like, well, I'm going to read this. I had like the original Pinocchio about all the bad things that Pinocchio did, not the, the nice Disney movie one. Right. Uh, uh, so. where uh, Pinocchio steps on Jiminy Cricket, like, on page two. <laughs> He's like, wow. shut up, I don't want to listen to you anymore, and stomps Bye, on Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's really crazy. But, yeah, this Grim Fairy Tales book has followed me around, and every once in a while I'll just pick it up and read about Snow White, Rose Red, all the stuff that made the, the fable stories uh, work. But, right. uh, yeah, there's some, there's some demented and disturbed stuff in between those, uh, in between those pages. All right. Yeah. So that's coming out. Uh, Zombie fairy tales, Snow White one shot three ninety nine. I don't know who that is, who that is by. I don't know either, but man, let's see if we can find out. This is uh, let's see. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. This is from uh, this is published by Antarctic Press. Oh, yeah. The cover that's going to start to get into a little uh, territory where somebody's going to be messed up because the dwarves look like the uh seven dwarves from the disney movie but they're all zombies i thought maybe the dwarves look like uh jigsaw's thing from saw no that'd be a little bit interesting so antarctic press zachary zachary gray is the person who's uh who's writing and doing the art on this so there you go now you know the more you know and that's where we're going to end it right here on this week's dueling reviews uh, let's see. How's your 14 days of positivity going, Matthew? Uh, well, I you, you made it through day one. I've been pretty positive. I mean, I haven't been endlessly whining about my job. <laughs> You're not supposed to do it at all. Well, you're supposed to be positive. I'm positive that I'm not whining about my job. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Well, hopefully everyone else is being kind to one another. I haven't seen uh, too much erupt among the uh, people that we talk to, and everybody seems to be pretty civil. So keep it up, and maybe, 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 maybe after 14 days, you're like, hey, why does it just have to be 14 days? It can be all year long. Keep it positive. Keep it nice. Keep it civil. Enjoy reading comics, because we love reading comics, and we know you do, too. And we will talk with you next time. podcast is copyright 2015 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.